disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome everyone to the F1 Purple Rain podcast with me, Ryan. And me, Dom. And me, Dougie. And this week, it's Imola for the first sprint race weekend of the year. Yeah, exciting. Exciting, exciting, exciting times. Um, it's going to be an interesting race weekend with the sprint format. Definitely is, definitely. Um, Dom, since it's the first sprint weekend of the year, do you want to lay out the sprint rules for people who obviously might not know what the sprint weekend is all about? Uh, yeah, I will do for sure. So it's completely different to a normal race weekend where on a normal race weekend, you'll have three practices and then you'll have the qualifying round uh, on the Saturday. And then depending on the results of the qualifying, you'll then be lined up on the grid for the Sunday race based on how you qualified. Now, when it comes to sprint race weekend, it's a little bit mixed because they still have the practices, but they're a little bit mixed up in between. And they have uh, a thing, something called a sprint race. I'll explain. So first of all, you get to practice one, uh, normally on the Friday or Thursday. Then you then you have a you still have a qualifying, but the qualifying is for your place on the grid for the sprint race. So you have your qualifying. Then you get your practice two, where you get to any uh, last minute decisions to try and try things you might want to try out. Then you go to the sprint race. Now, a sprint race is not like a full race. It's only a short one-hour race, about 20 laps. Uh, depending on how you finish on the sprint races and how you will start the race on Sunday. So a bit like a qualifying, but this one is an actual race. Then you go to the grid, you start the race, and you win the race. You win the race weekend. That's, uh, I thought that was a pretty good description of the race weekend there, Dominic. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. <laughs> Is it top eight that get um, points on sprint day as well? That is a good point. So when you do the sprint race, there's still points up for grab. Now, last year, it's only the top three drivers that would receive points, but this year they've changed the rules. And to clarify, Dougie, you are right. It is the top eight. Uh, and it basically works from eight down. So if you come first, you get eight. If you come second, you get seven. If you get three, it's six and so on. And so it's basically eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one from the top eight down. I think that is clear. It's a good description there, Dom. And then obviously the point system is still the exact same for the race on the Sunday. And what's your thoughts on the sprint race, guys? I like it. I didn't like it last year. I didn't. No, I didn't like last year because I thought the point system was really weird. Like only giving one, like three points for first and then second, uh, got second and then two and then third got one. Because it's kind of defeat. Like what, what, why is everybody else like you finish fourth and you get nothing? Like sprint race, anything can happen in a sprint race. Like we've seen Hamilton last year come from last <laughs> and then he gets 10th you know maybe someone like a smaller team finished higher up and they come say sixth are they gonna get any points for it last year no but this year if they do that they get points which i think is quite good yeah last year i didn't enjoy it but uh, yeah the i don't want to completely fangirl uh lewis hamilton but uh that race in but in uh, brazil last year was something else but it was interesting because he, he got like a pen then another penalty so then he had to start back again and it was like going up, like playing snakes and ladders. You go up one, you go down two, you go up again. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what it'll be like this year, especially with the new regulations. The cars are easier to follow and potential rain should be interesting. Yeah, real rain always makes a race interesting. 
well, now we get two races in the rain, so potentially. Did you want to tell the viewers about our little catch-up we actually met up uh, last week? Uh, yes. Um, so me and Dom met up. Obviously, me and Dom live in two different countries. I live in Northern Ireland and Dom lives in Germany. But Dom came over um, for a couple of quad drinks, I would say, on, yeah. Easter, on Easter Sunday. Nothing too heavy. I mean, uh, from what I understood in Northern Ireland, they've just allowed you to go and have a drink on a Sunday. So, Well, it was... you could always have a drink on a Sunday, just not until the times that were... <laughs> we, we were allowed to then and a lot, a lot more places were open but it was the first time we had seen each other actually in person and it must have been about eight years yeah seven eight years must have been like definitely it was a very long time obviously we talk all the time and like mess each other and talk on xbox and now we we do this but it's the first time we'd actually seen each other in person and so and so long yeah it was good to see you and uh very very uh tame weekend <laughs> yeah, it was just a quiet couple of drinks. It didn't end up with us not remembering how we got back to my house or me being violently woke up in the morning by Dawn being sick everywhere. No, that totally, totally didn't happen. Yeah, oh, um, you know, oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I woke up with her was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally didn't ruin all of my new clothes in my in my luggage. Like, they were totally fine to wear the next day. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I won't be invited again, so... I'm like a comet that flies yeah. by every eight years. There's <laughs> a trail of destruction behind itself. And off I go for another eight years. Uh, but hopefully, got- hopefully next time, hopefully next time, sorry for a start, uh, it'll be me and Doggy meeting up next time. So hopefully, so maybe maybe next time, Dom, it could be me and Doggy meeting up for pints. Be good to get the yeah. whole podcast together. Yeah, I'm game. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, just have to be in eight years' time. Yeah. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when I come by again, yeah. Maybe, well, hopefully we'll get you all get to a race. That's the plan this year. We'll uh, get the boys in the into the field. I'm sure that's not the same. I can't remember what it was. Uh, men on the ground. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know what you're trying to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, some men on the ground. That's it. What? We, oh, you mean like you mean like your feet in the ground? No, I mean like we're going to war. Like in the trenches. Maybe some- I, 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 I don't know. I, I can only apologize for the segment here, listeners. Storm is just sprouting absolute shite. Face dementia. Yeah, definitely. No, well, we should all get the race hopefully this year. I'm going to one. I've got myself to, uh, away to Singapore this year. So there'll be some live, live stories coming from me in Singapore if I'm sober enough to know what's going on. But hopefully, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you just connect to the call, but forget you're on the call for the entire <laughs> for the entire race weekend. <laughs> so, guys, did you want to uh, check the emails? Yes, Storm, let's check the emails before check. we get stuck in. Let's check the emails. Email time. So we do have some emails uh, to go through. And now I have one from Dale. He didn't see where he's from, so I only know his name. But uh, we have an email from a guy called Dale. He's uh, given us a couple of questions to talk about. Uh, lads, yeah. I might be your biggest fan. I've been listening to you guys from the very beginning. I've got two questions. When will the pod merchandise be released? Well, first we'll answer that question, then I'll ask the next one. Ryan, so when is when are you working on the uh, the merchandise? Well, um, considering I didn't know I was working on the merchandise until <laughs> just a second. Um, <laughs> I shall um, get myself straight onto it. 
to be yeah to be uh, to jump on 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 that we have had discussions uh because obviously we would like to get to a few races this year and we want to obviously be recognized and uh, have some conversations and interviews with some fans when we're on the race weekend so we will get something together i will put it up on the uh social media which ryan will look after and uh, organize and then if uh, people have, have a genuine interest we'll definitely be uh, looking into getting a little bit out that'd be a good laugh and yeah so- i think def- definitely something like simple like he- like hoodies or t-shirts would be like the first go-to thing St- uh, no, like uh funny slogans like um guanji close to whom it may concern concern yeah to whom it may concern guanji close <laughs> watch, watch out latifi's behind you <laughs> Just um, just in big letters, Williams budget, and then ah, uh, that's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not just uh, shitty slogan T-shirts. We'll do some some nice stuff. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, like T-shirts, hoodies, like a nude calendar. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we do uh, the Formula One's wives calendar. <laughs> yes, the F1 purple rain nude calendar. Or just me, you, and Dougie for each each month of the year. Yeah. Well, I do. I do all. I do this nude anyway. So wearing nothing but his headphones. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're already sitting like twenty twenty five. Once we've been in the gym for a few years. But no, and seriously, as well, we'll have a look at merchandise and see what we can get ourselves. Ourselves out there. So then I go on to Dale's second question. Uh, this one's a bit more in depth. Um, Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna, Fernando Alonso, Nicky Lauda, and Hamilton all driving the exact same car in a race. Who wins and what position will they end in? Oh, uh, that is. But he also okay. says, I'll probably, I know you'll probably say Hamilton because we all love him and we're fangirls. But, uh, oh, I, I don't, I'm not actually, I don't know. Right. So give me the list of drivers there. Sorry. Yeah, I'll give you the well, list just... as well, Dougie. So maybe get a pen. Okay, so all on the all on the same cars, yeah. Yeah, so Michael it's... Schumacher. So Schumacher, Senna, Alonso, Lauda, Hamilton. It's only five. I'm guessing this is going to be a dry race. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he doesn't he doesn't yeah. uh, clarify. So let's just say yeah. for the sake of the the answer for Dale, it's a dry race. Uh, but it's all in the same car, and I think that's key. Okay. Um, so I, so I, I got three of the names. I would have put some other drivers in there, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Not making it more well, complicated. Yeah, that's not making it more complicated than it is. <laughs> Five drivers. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Dougie, do you want to go first with your five? Yeah. So I've gone Schumacher first, Hamilton second, Senna third, Alonso fourth, Lauda fifth. That's okay. only I've only gone with Lauda fifth because I'm new to this and I don't really remember any of his races. Have you seen the film? Have you seen the film? No, Rush. R- Rush. No. Sorry, the, the documentary, Rush. Nope. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a huge recommendation for you. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, that, yeah, it's good. It's a yeah. good film. And it's a film, not a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, but from what I do know of obviously Schumacher back in the day um, and Senna back in the day, the only reason I've gone Senna third and not now is because obviously Schumacher and Hamilton are on different level of trophies and championships so I've put obviously then one and two Schumacher because he raced the old school cars Hamilton second because he raced the new school cars they're all in the same old school car we don't know if it's a new school or an old school in the question just all the same so I've gone with Schumacher first for that reason okay 
Um, uh, so but, just to be clear, you went Schumacher, Hamilton, Senna, Alonso, Alonso, Lauda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. You, I mean, it's your your list, so yeah. Do you want me? Do you want me to go next on? Yeah, go on then. Okay, so I'll go from fifth to first. Yeah. So I've got Alonso in fifth. Yeah. Nicky Lauder in fourth. Yeah. Then Mick Schumacher in third. Ooh, Lewis yeah. Hamilton second, and Senna first. Mm, uh, just because. Um, Obviously, I wasn't really alive, or like I was like really young when Senna was racing. But from what I've seen, he's and what people have said about him, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, wheel to wheel driver that has ever been. Yeah, I mean, uh, and like he, and he was different level back then. Like his performances he put in in some races were out of this world. And I think if equal machinery, I think he'd come out on top. Yeah, I've, I mean, it's a tough list, isn't it? He's picked the Dale's gone and picked the five best drivers of the last what thirty years. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm the same as you. So I mean, my list is not the same, but uh, when it comes to some of these drivers, I wasn't old enough to see some of them race. That's for sure. In particular, I'm not that much older than you, to be honest. So yeah, <laughs> I know you like to tell me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I was only old enough for Alonso and Hamilton, really, and a bit of Schumacher. So, but uh, I've obviously seen the Senna documentary, which I assume you have, Ryan. Yeah, Dougie, and this is another one for you to watch. Yeah, I've not seen it. You should definitely watch it. It's called Senna. Yeah, okay, my list. Let's go. Fifth to first. You know what? If I do, you know what's really annoying me about my list is if I hadn't watched recently, I mean, in the last month or so, the Schumacher documentary, I would have had him much further down my list. But yeah. I, he does come across very, very well. He's a seven-time world champion, so yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> he can, he's sort of all right, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> that, not too bad. I like. Uh, uh, I, I think I, I. This might be quite similar. Yeah. So Alonso's my last. La, yeah, Alonso last. Alonso, Lauda, Schumacher, Hamilton, Senna as well. So your list is the same as mine. Yeah. Oh no, I'd switch this for sake of making it interesting. Let's switch Hamilton to front and Senna behind him. I mean, what I like about Hamilton is he says he is, is, is one of my favorite quotes of Hamilton's is, uh, yeah, the qualifying is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, 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 to be fair, that is, and it's like yeah. the all time, all time, <laughs> yeah, one lap pace is not my, not my thing. I'm like, what. Do you, ever yeah. watch, do you ever watch back your races? <laughs> My favourite quote of all the drivers is Senna's. And he made, he made a really good quote. It's in his documentary, I think. And he, when he's chatting with Jackie Stewart, and you can't help but think, what are you talking about, Jackie Stewart? Like, are you watching F1? Or, like, what is going on? Oh, that's when he talks about... Um... If you don't see the, if you don't see, if you don't see, if you see the gap and don't go for it, then you're no longer a racing driver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if you see the gap and don't go for it, you're no longer a racing driver. Um, and he get he's actually quite like irate about the question from Jackie. Like Jackie, you should know. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's what he's talking about. He's like Jackie, like why are you asking me this? Like, you're a multiple world champion. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you saying something thought, so stupid? Yeah, I thought you'd know better. Like, it's funny. Yeah. And uh, I think he's 100% right. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't. I'm not saying you do Bottas in Hungary. Uh, that's not That's not going for the gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you should do like a Bottas in Hungary. Uh, for Stappen and Imola. Uh, for Stappen, anytime he tries to overtake someone. Maldonado, anything. Any, any Maldonado yeah. incident. Yeah. <laughs> and there was plenty of them. Yeah, exactly. 
Look, that's another driver you should watch some races of. Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> Pastor Maldonado. Oh, my God. He won a race. I still can't believe that. Yeah. Or, or do you know who's another good one you should, you should uh, watch some YouTube videos of? Juan Pablo Montoya. Pablo Montoya. Juan Pablo Montoya, especially when he raced for McLaren for a bit. And BMW, wasn't it? He was that? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, there, um, there were two pretty good questions from Dio, especially the last one. That was... Yeah, that was good, yeah. I've got the quote here, so I'm just going to play it, and uh, I don't know if I'm infringing copyright rules, but fuck it, we'll get in trouble. You guys ready? The Senate quote. Let me ask you another difficult question. If I were to count back all the world champions, and after all, this is the 500th Grand Prix, that if you totaled up all of those great champions, the number of times they had made contact with other drivers that you in the last 36 months or 48 months have been in contact with more other cars and drivers than they might have done in total? I find amazing for you to make such a question, Stuart, because you are very experienced mm, and you know right. a lot about racing. And um, you should know that by being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. And by being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver because we are competing. We are competing to win. And, and the main motivation to all of us is to compete for a victory. It's not to come third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. I race to win as long as I feel it's possible. Sometimes you get it wrong, sure. You, it's impossible to get it right all the time. But I race designed to win and as long as I feel I'm doing it right. Some people agree, some don't. In the end, I'm the one who is doing. I'm the one who is driving. And I can only do what speaks for my mind. It's a class quote, isn't it? Uh, I mean, like does, like, does it get any better than that quote? I know, yeah. I mean, am I, am I, am I here for a Sunday drive or am I here to win? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess if there's anything that epitomizes like an F1 world champion, it's that quote. Yeah, exactly. He's 100% right. And uh, again, there's a big difference between... Pasta Maldonado, remember, remember, remember. Pasta Maldonado, uh, but, <laughs> but, but Joe Quang close. There's a big difference. <laughs> I don't know. I'm struggling with that name. What is going on? Pasta Maldonado. Oh, Doug, Dougie, to be honest, if it was possible to give you some research to drivers to look up in the past, uh, that'd be some. I've, I've written ones. them down. I've written them down. I don't know if my spelling's right, but I'll find it. A Senna uh, documentary worth a watch. Really, yeah. really good. And Rush Rush is a Hollywood film. Very good. Yeah, I think that's uh, Dale's email, the second one, the question about them five drivers is good for anyone else. If they would like to email in or even DM us on Instagram, but who would they have put? Well, let's put it up on social. Let's put the question up on social and yeah. uh, see what comments we get. Has has Dale actually sent his top five in whilst asking us? He did not. Question? Uh, he did not. Maybe send that in, Dale. Right back in, Dale, and I'll read it out. What you uh, what you think it should be? Definitely. Uh, one last other email, but um, this is from Javier. Bardem. Uh, this one is not really a question for us. It's just uh, they they love what we're doing. They think we're uh, we're awesome. Keep it up and uh, please uh, keep it going. We're giving some uh, like unique take on the race weekend. So thank you, Javier. Really appreciate it. 
Yep, thank you, Mick, and keep listening, and uh, we will keep giving our unique take on every race weekend. <laughs> I'll be in the background trying to keep up with it all. All right, well, that's the emails, all of two. Well, we're two more than last week. Yep, and hopefully we'll have some more in the weeks to come. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f one purplerain. Well done. What did you think of the first sprint race qualifying of the year? Well, I don't even know where to start, but uh, let's start with the Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we should start with the shittest and work our way up to the top. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what they're making their brake pads out of, but uh, I, I might I might buy some for my barbecues. <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute joke. It's the second time that they've blew a tire from a brake disc that's uh, set on fire. Like Albon and Latifi just must be shit scared to get in the car every week. Like, you imagine going at two hundred miles an hour and not a hundred percent confident when you touch the brake, it's going to work. And not only will it maybe not work, but it might actually set on fire and then explode maybe, your tire. <laughs> maybe that's why they're always last and going so slow. Is because they're like. Oh, can I put my foot down? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. I'll just cruise. Yeah. I did feel sorry for Albon finishing like qualifying twentieth, dead last after his great performance in Australia. I suppose he is driving the Williams. So I suppose you take what you can when you're driving for Williams. Though I mean, I mean, he didn't have a seat before, so I don't blame him. Yeah, it's not like um, Latifi fared much better anyway. You know, qualifying eighteenth. That's probably his best qualifying ever. Eighteenth, isn't it? Oh, there's a stat we should check. <laughs> Please write in. If you know that we're wrong, I don't think he's ever qualified outside the, uh, or inside the top 18, should we say? Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I think last year it was a Doyle 7 miles, but we're like battling out from 19th and 20th, weren't we? So, uh, should I run through the, from the bottom up then? Should we uh, yeah. go? Yeah, so Albon 20th, obviously. Albon 20th. Then we had an Alpine, we had um, Esteban Ocon. Yeah, gearbox issue, it seems, for him. That's why he went out in Q1. Again, disappointing for Ocon from the previous race. Yeah, I mean, it's quite, it is disappointing for Alpine, but uh, I think the car in general looks good this season. In general, I think they look pretty good. They look some of the best of the midfield uh, in some races. So let's see what he can do from 19. I mean, he's got to get past Latifi first, who came in at 18. Well. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ocon will dispatch Latifi quite easily. He's just got to stay on the track to beat Latifi. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. If you start seeing smoke and clouds, just slow down a wee bit, move out of the way. And then a big surprise in Q1, Dom. I thought there, uh, Gasly and Sonoda out both the alphas. Yeah, and surprisingly, Gasly was behind Sonoda, which is quite rare. He's been Gasly's really been on it uh, last season and. In general, he's uh, definitely better of the two drivers. But, um, I mean, ever since he got demoted from Red Bull, back down to Alpha Towering. But, um, yeah, they're both out of the out of the running, which is strange. I yeah, I don't, I don't think the red flag from Albon helped much. Like, a lot of people in Q1 like get some good times. I think that de- maybe definitely affected Sonoda and definitely Gasly. Yeah, I think people would... Um, I just don't think it, it was catching a lot of people out for different reasons, the whole uh, qualifying um it was interesting wasn't it because it's a weird track you, you you would think just looking at it it was a, quite an easy track to 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 get your head around it doesn't look like it's 
like it's uh, too technical. It's very long, wide corners. Even the chicanes aren't like they're not like Monaco chicanes, are they? It's not like a modern yeah. street circuit sort of tight track, but it, it for some reason like it catches a lot of people out. It's a proper old school track though, which I like. It's not yeah. completely flat. It's ups and downs and some some tight corners and you know proper old school track in my eyes which makes it great i mean yeah it is old school and it's narrow um in places and uh even though straight is quite nice because it's not quite straight is it? it's still actually quite yeah it's got a little bit of a bend hasn't it yeah it's an interesting one and so yeah they're both alpha Tauris, like you said sonoda was in 16 then we had uh lance stroll in at 15 again he just I... does nothing really doesn't he <laughs> he just does nothing <laughs> the great man oh just does nothing well we'll leave it at that then at 14 <laughs> We had everyone's favorite driver, uh, Joe Guan Yu, or as some people yep. say, Joe Guan Close, or as some people say, Dave, Dave, or <laughs> as some, some people say, Zhao Guan Yu. Oh, yes, yeah, Albon, yeah, I forgot where that new pronunciation of his name. I think we're close enough with Joe Guan Yu. I think, yeah, we've, uh, we can move past that. I think we, we don't need any more closes. Then in at number 13, uh, an unlucky number 13, and a really big shock. I think to everyone was Lewis Hamilton in at 13. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know where to begin. Interesting. And I know, to go back on some of the things that were said in the week as well, Toto's come out and said that they're lifting on the straights. Did you hear that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Lifting on the straights to avoid porpoising. I mean, but did you, but do you even see like the state of his car in, in Q1 and, and Q2, how much it was bouncing everywhere? Yeah. Like, on I the mean, main, it was a joke. Some cars like the Ferrari naturally bounce. So I don't know. Like, like, do you know what I mean? I'm not an aero technician, but it's just, it doesn't, I don't think it's, it's just not an easy thing to, to fix. Uh, Toto also said something funny. He said, uh, we understand the problem. We understand what we need to do. We understand where we're going to get the time back. We understand how we're going to fix it. We just don't have the key. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right. How about just say you don't understand? It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, just say, sorry, we have actually no idea, and then move on. Oh, yeah, the, I don't know what's going on with Mercedes, but they really, really, really struggled with that. <sighs> really, really struggled. To go back to Sonoda, he was very unlucky not to get into Q2 because he was what, 0.004 out of Q2. Yeah, that's a real, that's that's horrible when you're that when you're that close. Yeah, so he, that, I mean, and he was 0.2 ahead of, uh, 0.26 ahead of um, Gasly, so that's actually good for him. That's, actually, that's yeah. quite a big gap but uh and then latifi was 1.5 behind so anyway yeah mr Merck's d- dismal how yeah. on i dismal i just there's they've got worse this was supposed to be the two-week break where they came back a little bit stronger the car looks worse it looks, and, like, yeah, and it looks it looks terrible i mean and to prove that in 12th mick schumacher and uh, yeah, mick schumacher and a house ahead of lewis hamilton i know and let's be clear that's a fantastic lap from mick to yeah. uh to be there so he's not the he's not out, he's not the quickest on one lap and obviously he's not as quick as magnuson but yeah he's out qualified seven time world champion in the mercedes so well done good job <laughs> yeah not bad not bad <laughs> and then yeah, then in at 11, we have George Russell, who, uh, yeah, they seem like a good team, Hamilton Russell, to be honest. He's sturdy. He seems to be back getting times in and banging them in. So yeah. and they're not See, always having a pretty weekend, the Mercs. So no, but did you know, Don, that that was the first time since Japan 2012 that a Mercedes car has not been in Q3? And 2012. 10 was years the ago. Last, was the last time a Mercedes was not in, the, in Q3. Unbelievable. 10 years ago. That's an unreal stat. 10 years. And that's the top. 10 no the last 10 should i say yeah that's that's 20 to 11 and then carlos Sainz signs a big new contract this year oh this weekend sorry and what does he do wrecks the car (laughs) 
Uh, well, actually, just while we're talking, while we're talking about big news outside, uh, big news outside of Formula One, like we we should give an honourable mention to Lewis Hamilton and Chelsea. Uh, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Like that's fucking embarrassing. What is that about? Like, <laughs> what's your thoughts, Dougie, on that? No, <laughs> no, it should not happen. You don't go and ask by a rival football club to who you've supported your whole life, business option or not. Uh, no, no. Have you, have you heard his uh, his? Reasoning on that. Is it money by any chance? <laughs> oh no, he's come out and said his uncle support them and he used to support them when he was younger, apparently. Oh fuck here we go. My uncle supports Chelsea, doesn't mean I'm gonna go and fucking invest in them. <laughs> I think it's probably I, one of the worst decisions ever as as a fan of whatever sport you follow or whatever person you follow. You don't go and buy a rival company or a rival team to make them succeed against your team. It, yeah, to me, that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it's just, just embarrassing. Like, it's, it's a joke. Oh, almost as embarrassing as um, signing a new contract for your team and then smashing the car up on a wall in Q3, like Carlos Sainz. <laughs> I just, like, just want to think is his... Uh, his Luck has come around. He fucking bins it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he came out. He's came. He came out and said, "Oh, I put. I've put Australia behind me. You know, I'm going to come in this weekend looking strong." And then Q3 pushes it and just wrecks it. Why would they even offer him money? He's binned it every race. Like. It's... <laughs> I just don't understand at all. Like, well, he's probably seeing Latifi and thought, well, they can't, they can't sack me. Latifi's still going. Yeah, but this is Ferrari. They'll fucking get, they'll get rid of you. They will definitely yeah. get rid of you. Oh yeah, I think two, like a two, what's a two-year contract at twenty twenty-five? Is it now he's up to next year? I think it'll, it'll, they'll have a look at the end of the season, see how he does. Yeah, they'll buy him out hundred percent. The money's not the issue at Ferrari, no, and. No, uh, and if they if they want to get you if they want to get you out on the door and get Hamilton in because you listen to crazy uh, rumors, then they will. Yeah, um, I think that the next person who finished ninth deserves a good mention, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, what a good qualifying for his only second race of the season. So obviously he missed the first couple through COVID. Oh, yeah, you're right, he did. Yeah, and Australia wasn't great. Because obviously he was getting used to driving in the. Well, he considered Stroll qualify fifteenth. Yeah. That's a great result for, yeah. for Aston Martin. I mean, I think he's solid. I know he had a bad time at Ferrari, and Charles Leclerc made him look like he was dog shit. But you know what? Some different different cars suit different drivers, and let's yeah, not forget he's a four time world champion. Exactly, four time. That's the sorry, four four time consecutive world four time consecutive world champion. He won yeah. four championships in a row. Exactly. He, I think he's phenomenal on his day when he, it's the sort of car that suits yeah. him. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's brilliant. And then eighth, Bodas. Yeah. Another solid sol qualifying from Bodas. But he pulled off, didn't he? Yeah, he had, he had to drive to the side of the track and stopped, didn't he? So he caused another red flag. Littered, but it got, it got wet, didn't it? Uh, a lot of cars were struggling yeah. as it, the, the 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 conditions changed quickly. And then in seventh, probably a shocker, Perez. Not his greatest qualifying. Red Bull really need him up there. They need him up. They need, they, yeah, they need to have him as being a wingman. Oh, if he's not going to be going for the championship, he needs to be the wingman. That's that's yeah. the that's the rule for all the teams now, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose the only same grace for Perez being seventh is Science is tenth. So it's not <laughs> yeah. too it's not too Ferraris against Verstappen. Then Danny Reckon sixth saw a qualifying performance. Yeah, the the McLarens are going from strength to strength. They seem to be finding their groove and uh, they're sort of doing the progress that I was hoping Mercedes would find. But fair play to them. Um, and they on the same or was the 
the exact same kind of start at the beginning of the season, like real sluggish compared to Ferrari and Red Bull. And now they're really up there now, both McLarens. Yeah, well, Zach Brown came out and said that they've seen the issues, they fixed the issues, and now they're moving forward with the car. So they seem to be able to fix their issues far quicker than Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, I don't see them porpoising hardly as much as they was at the beginning of the season. They weren't porpoising as bad as Mercedes and Ferrari, obviously, but they, they still had that and they, they don't seem to be bouncing around hardly anything now. I think it's brilliant. And then the old guard in fifth, Dom, Alonso. I mean, Ocon was 19th, Alonso's fifth. Fifth, yeah. He's a dark horse. Uh, never write him off. Alonso's Never write him off. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? I mean, he loves the changing conditions as well, but uh, yeah, you should never write Alonso off. And that's what I mean. I think the pace is in the Alpine car, I think. I mean, I think the Alpines are mostly fighting. It looks like at the moment the Alpines are mostly flying with the McLarens and the Mercs are fighting with Williams. No, I think I think there'll be an intense battle between Williams and Aston Martin this year, so... I know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Let's uh, let's see. And then and then we have in fourth place a absolute storming qualifying lap. Past his best ever, and he tied his own Kevin Magnussen. He's just fucking. He's come back into this sport and rocked it. But he also did bin it as well. Yeah. Great save. Oh yeah, that that was one of the best yeah. saves I've seen. That was brilliant. Brilliant. Because they were talking about it in commentary, and even Rosberg was like, he hit the brake and then applied just the right amount of throttle to get to keep it out of the gravel. Yeah, and thought it was brilliant as well. Like not. Not the beach in that, and that gravel's deep. Yeah, it was was fantastic. And then not 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 too much for him to go into the wall as well, because that wall's real close where he was. I think he's phenomenal. Like. Uh... I mean, he had a weird season when he was at um, McLaren. And then he sort of found his way in the house. But now when he's come back, he looks phenomenal, doesn't he? Yeah, like a lot of drivers have to look at him and be like, how's this guy who's not driven for a year and a bit came in? And is doing as well as he as he's doing now. Exactly. But well, I think he'll have a drive next year for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, Gunter loves him, so he'll definitely be a Haas at least. And then what, Artai, what? We going to? I was just gonna say, what what made you, what what do you think made them not pick uh, Grosjean? That's got to be suck for Grosjean, hasn't it? It would have been oh. a fairy fairy tale story him coming back. I think is he's happy enough doing IndyCar, isn't he? Signed his contract with IndyCar and he's mm. he's enjoying it there. Like maybe he just didn't feel like he wanted to come back into an F1 car after his accident. And uh, Dougie, if you've not seen that accident, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it was it was horrific. Have you seen it, Dougie? No, I've not seen it. Not yet. I'll put that on the list. Right, phenomenal. He's alive. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. It's insane. Roman Grosjean crash uh, in Bahrain. He basically went through a metal barrier. His body went through a metal barrier, and, and he was on fi- and he was on fire for a while. Went- then he was set on fire. Not, yep. uh, they went moving on, not to depress everyone. Uh, the top three, so smashing qualifying lap from Lando Norris. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant lap from Lando. Probably People. pushed that McLaren as far as it, as it could go. Yeah. He, I mean, he also binned it. He did, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very similar to Kevin Magnussen, but Kevin Magnussen saved it and then uh, Norris didn't. The thing is, though, the, temp, the conditions are getting worse. No one's going to set faster times anyway. So you just need to park it. Do you know what I mean? You've already, if you've already got, a, I mean, he's already third on the board. Yeah. And he, decides, he decides, I'll just bin it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bin it. And then top two, Leclerc second. Probably be a bit disappointed to not to be Paul in his, in Ferrari's home Grand Prix. And then Sebastian Vettel. No, oh, Jesus. I don't know why I said Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If, if only. And then Max Verstappen first. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I honestly did. I was like, what is he on? <laughs> 
Inside joke. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, why. I don't know why. I don't know why I said Sebastian Vettel. But um, Max Verstappen his first pole of the year. Oh, was that his and, first? You, you think it yeah. wasn't? You think it wasn't, wouldn't you? Yeah. Was... No, interestingly, it was Red Bull's seventy fifth pole position. Oh, I'd love to see the stats. Who's got the most? Well, obviously, uh, Sebastian Vettel's got the most. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Max only has like fifteen or something, doesn't he? Yeah, he's actually not too far ahead of Charles Leclerc in terms of poles. I oh, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could be wrong. Uh, I think Bottas might have, have a similar number to him as well. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, if anyone knows, please let us know. Uh, well, it's interesting though, is that lap from Verstappen's fucking class because he was 0.7 ahead. That's not a and huge he, gap. And he, he would have went even faster, but he had the lift off because Bottas drove off the track. Yeah. And he had the lift. And he lifted a lot. And he was still 0.7 ahead of Leclerc. I mean, people were on the commentators were saying there's a lot of drama and controversy, but uh, it was clear that he, he lifted. If it was a double, he waved yellow. It might have been a bit different. You might have had to yeah. really slow. But uh, yeah, it was clear that he'd uh, lifted. But uh, yeah, I mean, still still 0.7. It's miles faster than anyone else was going to manage. But it looks like the uh, McLarens are good in the wet because all those times were set on the inters. So Yeah, yeah that was a, it was an interesting qualifying and hopefully, hopefully the race will be so- just as good. So what do you think of the sprint race, Ryan and Dougie? Well, where do we begin with that? Like straight away, yellow flag and on lap one. I'm pretty sure there's been a yellow flag lap one of all the sprint races. I, I know I could be wrong, but Gojan Yu and um, Gasly come together, getting some damage. I think that caused Lewis Hamlin to drop down a wee bit as well because he stepped down to 15th, quite a pure start from him. And then did you hear classic Verstappen moaning about his start? Uh, I do like it when he's squirming and he's moaning a little bit. Uh, he has, but he quite often has a bad start and then cries about it a lot. But it was interesting to see, you could quite clearly see um, who was really set up for the sprint and who, who had really not mastered. Do you know what I mean? Because they only had one practice. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but because the way Park Fermi rules apply, they only then basically had one practice to try and nail... Yeah, yeah, so it literally is like instead of having three practice sessions like you normally would on normal weekend to like mess about with your settings, it literally is one practice and then you're straight into Park Ferme from the qualifying on the Friday, so you can't do any, you can't really do anything. Literally, is one practice, there we go, and then Park Ferme, and you've got you're basically like, okay, well, we're fucked, or or we've nailed it. And like, charge a clear, I got a crack and start. Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, the Ferrari is a good starting car, to be honest. I think it's normally quite good off the line. But it was a pretty, uh, I think people went out straight. That's what I like about the sprint. They're going at it, fuck, uh, they're going at it guns blazing. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. going at it, uh, full beans. Yeah, there's, um, there's no, there's no mandatory pit stops. It's basically, let's put on the tires and just fucking drive. Yeah, and they go, go for it. And I think now with the new point system as well, that a lot of drivers, you could see a lot of drivers are now pushing to get the points. Even though, like, they still last year, if you finished fourth, that's where you started in the Grand Prix, but you didn't get any points. Where now it's like, okay, I'm finishing fourth, but I'm getting some points in this as well. There was such a DRS train as well during the sprint race that the Mercedes just didn't do anything. They were just stuck in this DRS train for ages. Yeah, they, they didn't come off well, did they, from the sprint race at all? No, they had a really poor from the sprint race. Like, it was literally the opposite of what they wanted to do. Yeah, it was... I don't know. They just look. The car looks so lackluster. It just doesn't look like it's good on a one lap pace. It doesn't look like it's a good race car anymore. And that's the annoying thing. Is like when they, even when they struggled in previous years, they like they could always fall on the fact that the car it was a good race car. You know what I mean? They could always fall yeah. on something, but, but there's nice. like nothing. Like no. it's just poor all the time. It's <laughs> really poor, but um, it was really good. A really good sprint race from Carlos Sainz. 
Yeah, I mean, he needs to make it up, doesn't he? I mean, what happened in qualifying? What happened the race before? Uh, I'm starting to think his days are numbered, even though he's just signed his new contract. I mean, yeah, could you like... imagine? Like, <laughs> here, oh, here's all this money. Oh, wicked, cool. I'm just going to fucking burn it in your face. <laughs> yeah, thanks Thanks for the new contract. Um, I'll repay it by just throwing the car on the wall and qualifying. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bet with... Uh... I've got a bet with a, let's not name the team or the driver, but I've got a bet with another driver that I could cost more money throughout the season. <laughs> <laughs> for the, and I know you guys have the budget. Well, there's a budget cap in there, so maybe the, uh, yeah. Ferrari will run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine what he's cost them already? Oh, my God. Don't even want to imagine that, but... Yeah, storming no, sprint thanks. race, though. Yeah, storming sprint race. And then to see Alonso was given black and white flags for weaving. She was, yeah. I um, they also commented on that about obviously through comment, normal commentary, and then his, his team was like, uh, no more weaving, please, no more weaving. So I think, yeah. uh, it was quite clear. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was extremely obvious. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like you tried to hide it or nothing, but I think, um, the main thing to take away from the sprint race was once Leclerc took sorry, once Verstappen took Leclerc, he just shot off in the distance. I, I think he, he literally, he, he literally took him, and halfway around the lap, he was 1.8 seconds ahead. That's mental. I mean, uh, Perez also had a really good sprint race, I think. He yeah, pulled, pulled yeah. out the back, didn't he? He got pulled that right out, considering yeah. where he started. Yeah, uh, first happened Leclerc, Perez, top three, so it was, it was good for him, oh, Perez. Signs fourth, and signs qualified tenth, so yeah, I mean, it was really good for most of them. Obviously, Magnussen fell down a little bit. He doesn't really have the race pace in his car. Alonso fell down a little bit. He also lost a little bit of race pace, but uh, he's, they were Magnussen and Alonso doing what they can to hold everyone off as long as they can. I think from the sprint race, there was good points for obviously Red Bull, McLaren got decent points, and Haas, obviously, with Kevin Magnussen in there. I think, obviously, the one team that were really upset were Mercedes, like, no points in the sprint race. Obviously, that their whole plan was probably make up as many positions in the sprint race as they can, then just manage themselves through the race. Yeah. And obviously that plan went straight to fucking hell. I mean, great. Also great from Bottas. He was in at seventh. I mean, Bottas must be like chuckling when he goes to sleep at night, realising that he's actually in a better car than the Mercedes. (laughs) After they let him go. Yeah. Oh, God. You wouldn't have thought, would you? I know. Like, he's he's asleep and I chuckling, like, go, ha ha, I'm driving a Ferrari. Then there's George Russell, who's like, I wish I was back in the Williams. I miss my mate Latifi. Miss my mate Latifi. Yeah, it's exactly how it went down, I'm sure. The thing I didn't like about sprint races, I mean, a couple of guys tried the mediums, didn't they? Which was interesting. Yeah. Um, in the hope that they'll come back at them later on. Because, I mean, 20 laps is pushing the soft. But uh, it was it Magnussen and Mick Schumacher and Latifi who tried the medium. I think they're just a couple of laps shy, wouldn't they, of actually making yeah. that work. But uh, fair enough, trying the gamble, though. Why not? I mean, he still yeah. finished in the top 10, so still got a point. Yeah. I, I, I just don't really know about tyres anymore after Ocon and Hamlin basically going for the Grand Prix and Inters last year. So <laughs> any kind of thoughts I have about tyres, I went window. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it. When they drive an Inter so hard, it turns into a slick. Yeah, the, the uh, Inter slicks. Inter slicks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a few more Inter slicks this year. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to see them a bit more, but hopefully with... That sprint race out of the way, we can maybe see some good race, some good racing for, from the actual Grand Prix. Yeah, definitely. So we got our first first race of the season. So we got so we got our first Jesus Christ. So we got our first. Oh wait, who's who's speaking? You, you can try it. It's hard. Wet race. So 
we, we finally got our first wet race of the weekend. Oh, fuck. <laughs> finally got our first wet race of the season. Wait. Yes. What did you think? Uh, that was possibly my least favorite race of the season. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't. I, I don't, I don't it think was, I was. It was bland. It was boring. I don't think I've seen a worse race since I've been following Formula One. Yeah, that was really. That was really bad. Like I didn't enjoy that at all. Not because of Hamilton finishing way, way down. That wasn't part of it, but I just didn't find his interest in the rest of the races this season. I mean, easier to follow, harder to overtake. It felt like, to be honest, it was um, welcome all aboard the F1 train. Yeah, yeah, the F1 train, and then with no DRS, and then they decided about what seemed about 100 laps into the race. Oh, yeah, we've got this thing called DRS. Let's finally put it on. And then what happens? Everyone's in DRS train. I think it was lap 34, wasn't it? They put the DRS active. Like, all, all the drivers have been on slicks for ages. Yeah, like, I get when it's a wet race and, you know, it's all about safety, so they don't use DRS. But the track was dry, like, really early on. Yeah. And yeah, I, just, I just decided, no, no, fuck DRS. What's the point? I thought that as well. I thought, I, I sort of understand, because to overtake, they have to go off the dry line to, to break. Um, but they were doing that anyway. The cars were going in the intermediates, uh, driving onto the wet line to cool the tyres down. And I'm thinking, well, the tyres aren't even intermediates anymore. They're, they're, they're into slicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a, a lot of drivers, like, early on were asking, like, when's DRS going to come on? But obviously, this year, they, um, they can't go on and speak to the race director directly. Like, they can't go on, like, here, mate, can you put that fucking DRS on? Yeah. Here, mate. Here, here. Here, mate, can you get, put, me, put that, that thing that makes me go faster with the letterbox? <laughs> like, they can't do it anymore, so they can only ask, like, small, like, questions. Like, I can't be, like, pestering them all the time. Small, small questions, like... Small questions. Like, uh, what day is it? Uh, DRS? Oh, no, sorry, that's not loud. Oh, okay. We'll wait until it dries up. Yeah. It was... Uh... I'm going to go back to my comment from previous episodes and say get rid of DRS. You know, it was possibly the first race I watched where I, I agree. No, I no, I, I I thought without DRS, I thought it was just so boring. But it was so boring with DRS. <laughs> it was just a completely nothing race. Yeah. At least cars, once DRS had opened, at least cars started looking for the overtake. Although they still didn't overtake, they were still looking for it. But there was no chance at all with it, uh, without it even. Do you know what? The sprint race was the better race of the weekend. Yeah, and that sounds something where it's like less than half the distance of the full race. Yeah. And there's no pit stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we should uh, give a really good shout out to someone who had a, supply, he had a great weekend all around, I thought. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but he signed a new contract. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Right. I, think, I don't. I don't think he could. Have, he could have had a better weekend. Does he drive a red car by any chance? Yeah. Yes. He, yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not because of the blood draining from his uh, forehead. <laughs> like, the, like the qualifying crash was one hundred percent his his mistake. But that was so unlucky with him and Danny Ricardo. Yeah, it's funny because when Ricardo uh, came out at first, he said uh, on the radio, "He's like, I've got hit in the back and pushed into signs." But when you watch it, you're like, no, you didn't. No. You were only hit in the back because you crashed into signs. And yeah, because 
he takes the curb and then it puts him out of like sorts for the other like yeah. the other like the turn and then he just takes yeah. head cross well, on. The, the car's got an irritation and then he's uh he's understeering isn't he straight into signs and it uh, in those conditions that's the slightest of taps is going to send both of you around but uh have you seen uh his live interview after where he's watching the instant live it's quite it's quite interesting to watch because he's just like this he's like obviously it's a podcast so i try to explain what my facial expressions are doing but he's just like eyes are like he's about to like he's a serial killer staring down yeah yes i see that yeah I was, like, I was. <laughs> is there another angle yeah because danny rick was like oh, i was pushed and then you're like no and but, then, you know. uh, but he doesn't it's funny because it, it clips out before you actually hear his real reaction it's just like e- yeah you never really want to do that to another driver <laughs> no <laughs> really you really you don't do you, you have to, you did have go to... Straight over to signs and apologize though didn't he straight over to their pit yeah after, after, after the ra- after the race he went into um like their mobile home I have, apologize. To, I have to say why I didn't pick signs as my first DNF in my predictions. I know. I know. I, I just went for the cloud. I just went for Latifi. Yeah. You know what? So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so we all three went for Latifi. Why? I should just went for Carlos Sainz. Actually, it had it had to be Carlos Sainz. I just can't believe it. Yeah, it did. It had to be. What? After his sprint race, I thought he was going to do really well in the actual race. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought he's got his shit together. I mean, it wasn't his fault. Let's be no. clear, but oh, that's a like, hard, that's a hard set of race weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's two weekends he just wants to forget about straight away. Like it was, hasn't been a good time for him. Apart from actually, he's on more money now, so I suppose that's always a silver lining. Oh yeah, I mean he'd be raking in more money than he was ever earning before in his previous team. So yeah, it can't be all bad being a Ferrari driver. I'm no, sure. No, definitely not. But the only person, but the person he had a really good start. George Russell from 11th to 6th. Yeah. Pretty much because of that accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the cracking start. Actually, uh, I think Max had a cracking start as well. Yeah. Based uh, on his, to, start, his last start. So yeah. To, to, be fair, to be fair, Max just happened, just had possibly one of them weekends where everything went right for him. Yeah. Except for the start in the sprint race. Yeah. Except for that. But he made up for it. The only really mistake. What a weekend for him. He took max points that he could possibly have got. He got fastest lap, finished first in the sprint, and won the Grand Prix. He couldn't yeah. have physically got any more points. It's the first time I... And I'm not his biggest fan. I just don't like him that very much as a person. But it's one of the first times I've really seen him pull out that like championship drive, you know, where even when you get knocked back, you you get you grind down, you pull out the win still. And that's what yeah. Hamilton's really good at. That's where he's seven-time world champion because he would get knocked back and whatever didn't go his way and he would fuck, get it the bit between his teeth and grind out the... the uh, I mean, he, obviously, he was only second. He wasn't, like, down in seventh. But it still, it looked phenomenal and he finished miles ahead of everybody else. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Just to ask you on that, on, on your F1 play, what what time did you have for the gap for between first and second? I didn't... Um, I, I, I pitched seven to 12 seconds. I, I had once, too, thinking it was going to be close between... Uh, Charles and Max, and I, I thought it'd be pretty close, but at one stage, Max was 43 seconds ahead of second place. Yeah, that was because of the pit stops. Yeah, yeah. But they okay. didn't need they didn't need to pit 
Max. They only pitted him to give him the fastest lap. Yeah. No, he 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 wanted to pit. He told them to, to, to put him in. I mean, if they have, oh, to, if as they as, have... As, soon as, as soon as he found out that Perez and the Clare pitted, he goes, "Bring me in." Uh, that's the thing, uh, Dougie. If they have the gap, a safe gap to pit, then it makes sense to put fresher tires on. You'll be faster, yeah. and yeah. You, there's no you're not running the issue of getting a puncture. I, uh, um, yeah, I fully understand that idea about it, but 43 seconds ahead, that's mental. Well, he actually finished the race 16.5 seconds ahead. Now, all the time I've been watching Formula One and playing F1 play, I've never guessed more than 15 seconds in my entire. So that says sort of how much that really happens. It, not often. Yeah. Yeah. I, phenomenal I, race weekend. Phenomenal. And he deserves it, have to say. Yeah. I mean, he lapped Lewis Hamilton. That's, know, a, that's that, a hard thing to watch. That's hard. That will that, that will stick the helm the knife for a while. I can't remember the last time. Um, I can't remember the last time how was like lapped. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can't remember the last time he was lapped. But if you do, please write in at f one purplerain at gmail.com and let us know. Toto apologised for the car as well, hasn't he? To uh, Lewis. Yeah, I mean at the end of the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came out and said, he yeah. said, he's like, hi Lewis, just your old pal Toto here. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to drive that. Sorry you're driving that absolute piece of shit. <laughs> a bag of nails. But good news, Lewis. George Russell finishing the points again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lewis. Sorry your car is dog shit. But you signed for another year. That's the thing. Though, like, I don't, yeah, that's the thing I don't understand Like about this weekend. Lewis Hamilton was so, so poor. And then George Russell was up there. I'm half expecting Lewis Hamilton to come out and say he's got long COVID again. Oh, he's still feeling the effects of COVID, yeah. Maybe. Uh, still we rise. Still we rise. So let's see. But oh, it's, should... it, is mental, like, it is mental like how, how different both the cars are, though. Because even Rosberg was saying it in the commentary. It's like they're driving the same car. But, but what Toto came out and said was, it's a huge difference between what the car is like in free air and the car is like in traffic. And oh, are, are they blaming the setup again? No, I said, but they're blaming the... Uh, Russell got out of traffic. <laughs> Obviously, but to get out of traffic, you have to drive in traffic at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are they doubting Lewis Hamlin's overtake the abilities? Oh, sorry, he couldn't get past Gasly, which, to be fair, when I watched the race, that was fucking mental. To be honest, they came, when Hamlin came out of the pits with his new fresh tyres on, They he got overtaken twice, I think. Because yeah, people are, are on hot tyres. He got... Blocked off by Ocon, didn't he? On the unsafe release, which put him a couple of places back. Well, Alvin yeah, Ocon him as well. Yeah, Ocon clipped him. In the yeah. pits and then when he came out of the pits, he was just overtook well, by everyone. Okay, yeah, but that's a five-second penalty that Ocon got. But yeah, that was a mad unsafe release. But I suppose you're always going to try yeah, it. Yeah, and in that process, he lost those extra places. I'm just but, saying, yes. yeah, that lost the places. Although Ocon got the five-second grid penalty, uh, sorry, time penalty, it wasn't quite. There because he lost all them point all them positions as well in the process. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want to make this the Lewis Hamilton podcast because it's not. But I do have one last thing to say about it, and then we'll move on to the other drivers. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I did actually have something actually other than that to say. Um, what what I didn't understand was they asked Lewis. The lap before Danny Rick came in and changed his tires to mediums. Is it ready for mediums? He went, No, no way, not yet. 
And then Danny Rick comes in and is a second quicker in the second sector. And everyone yeah. pa- everyone panicked. Everyone, because where Lewis Hamilton was on track, it was already too late. Everyone panicked. Everyone came in. And that made Lewis Hamilton actually go back, I think, five places. And it, that's when he came out on the colder tyres. Everyone else had already come, already heated their tyres up. He fell back again a few more. And that was it then. That was his race dead. But and, that's, came- and that's strange because Lewis is usually so good knowing when they come in but i think that's down to the car it's he just doesn't know where to trust it and i think he's got no confidence in it um because it's so poor but let's not make this the lewis hamilton podcast no, i think um, he, it might have been a different outcome if he came in and lap earlier but i don't yeah. think it would have been a huge difference um i just want to talk about a wee bit about car number 44 so um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't, I want to talk about the car, not number forty-five, but not number forty-three, the one in the middle. Please number go 40, ahead. Forty-four, silver arrow, I think. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't want to dwell too much. I don't want to make this a Lewis Hamilton show, but Lewis Hamilton. Um, <laughs> I will. I will say the last thing, last point I will make is how he could not catch Gasly or get past him when he was like not point two behind him. He was literally alongside him and still couldn't even with DRS get past him. Yeah, I mean, they were saying that some, uh, like he must not have confidence in the braking. Gasly must have so much better brakes. But I was thinking, like, how many like excuses do we need? Like, it's either other people were managing to overtake. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what to say. It was not a good weekend. Uh, not a very good weekend at all. All right, should we start from the top 20 and move up? Uh, yeah. Or do you want an honourable mention to the sideboard that uh, flew uh, into space? Yes, I want to. Yes, uh, Alonso side pod, which I still think is traveling towards the moon at this point. Yeah, I think it's with me on the comet that's coming around every eight years for a massive bender. It'll come a few, you'll bring it with you every time. <laughs> Actually, that's the only person that I haven't overtook. Yeah, it was, a, was a Alonso side pod. <laughs> it was Alonso side pod as it overtook, went into space. Fucking hell. I didn't even think the damage looked that bad. He looked like when Mick Schumacher was spam. Uh, off the first couple of corners, slightly rubbed into the side of Alonso, but Jesus Christ, that sideboard it, took off. It just, it just ripped off. Like if in like a split second, you're like, what the fuck was that? Did you see the size of the hole? Jeez, you can, you, I didn't realize how much empty space was inside the Formula One car. You can bloody, that's a customs, customs wet dream. That amount of empty space inside yeah. the yeah. That is the biggest hidden compartment I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What a huge, that was a huge space. I couldn't understand how big it is, but okay. Anyway, moving on. Do you, do you want me to start with the 20? Yeah, 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 start, yeah, let's start. Well, our favourite of all time, favourite Ferrari driver, signed his new contract, had a phenomenal sprint race, had a phenomenal qualifying, had a phenomenal last race, the DNF of the day, Carlos Sainz. I think he deserves a round of applause for that epic performance after signing that contract. Uh, look, it wasn't his fault. We already touched on it already. Uh, just can't believe it. You can't make it up. But okay, let's move on. Alonso, again, we've touched on it. In at number 19. Yeah. Also a I, DNF. Why did, why did he DNF? I can't remember. Oh, because of sidepods in space. Do you think they had to DNF him? Like it's a regulation safety. I Well, I'm pretty oh. sure during the rest they asked him, could he still drive? And then they pitted him, but didn't retire him straight away. Because they were talking about it in commentary, saying they might bring him back out. But they were like, they, they said to Alonso, 
Uh, no, Alonso said to the team, is it bad? They're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have half a car. <laughs> yeah, you just have half a car. Like, just there's a big crater in your car. But no, it's fine. No, but they were talking on commentary about maybe they're going to look and see if they can get some data and just send it back out for like a lap. And I was like, surely they're not going to do that. Oh, I, love, I hope they would have. I was loving the whole. I loved it. Maybe that's where you can get all of Carlos Sainz's money. And then I think Paul DeResta mentioned something about Max Verstappen driving last year for like half a car or something in Hungary. Oh, please. Was uh, probably I, was a like, ship. I was like, DeResta, shut the fuck up. Uh, then, okay. In at number 18, we have Dan, Danny Rick. Now, bad, bad, bad race. Obviously, didn't help with him and Sainz at the start. No, I mean, he understeered into signs. He ruined Carlos's race. Um, and he also was in the DR train. I mean, he also struggled trying to overtake cars big time. That They had nothing to lose. They gambled on the mediums as the first team to come off the intermediates. Um, and it paid off well. They jumped a few places. They were setting fast times. But then everyone followed suit. And he was still stuck in DRS trains. And he wasn't going nowhere. Then they tried to pit again. And that is why he is dead last. Thinking. Yeah, they put, they put him on the hards, didn't they? What a waste. Uh, but he had often to lose. He wasn't going to get anywhere, like, so. Uh, a terrible, terrible race. All, all from that bad start. Then we have our Mick Schumacher. He also didn't have a very good race, considering how well he did uh, in the previous uh, weekend, race weekend. Yeah, he done he, some lawn, he done some lawn mowing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he obviously caused the launch of the pod into space. Yeah, yes, he did. With some uh, grass cutting and landscaping. Then in at sixteen, our favourite top driver of the season, Latifi. Somehow we, he managed to not DNF. Um, need we need oh. to start. We need to start voting for different drivers. Apparently, there in it fifty. Uh, not very really good race from him. In at 15, we have Joe Guan Yu. Uh, I mean, ever since he lost it uh, after having a run in with Gasly, he was looking all right, to be honest, at the beginning of the week in practice and stuff. But, uh, yeah, he seemed to lose it a little bit over the race. Uh, Ocon, he got the fi- in, in the 14th, he got the five-place penalty for basically nearly running into the side of Hamilton. Five-second penalty, time penalty. Five-second time penalty, yeah. which he took at the end of the race, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, he did, uh, yeah. And that's what gave Houghton the one place extra. Uh, yeah. Woo! So he overtook Alcon. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> he only overtook the Alpines. One because the side pod flew into space, and the other because of a five second penalty. <laughs> that was Hamilton's weekend. Oh, what a disaster. Hamilton, we spoke lots about him. Let's not carry on. In at 13. Gasly in at 12. Gasly just looked not very good on it this weekend, and he's normally uh, much better than Sonoda. But he's, he's very consistent, Gasly, but this weekend was just non-existent for him, really, wasn't had, it? Had a poor, poor weekend, but he managed to hold off Hamilton many times during the race. That was like the most exciting thing, was watching the train as people didn't overtake. The Albon, head of the train, the, the fat conductor, leading the, leading the way. <laughs> Of the trains. Did you did you hear this during hear this during in uh, during comedy uh, commentary done? But they took sponsor stickers off the Williams cars to help reduce the weight. No, really, I didn't hear this. Yeah, they took um, stickers and some other parts off the car. I'm so they so they could lose some weight. I'm sure that's not what the sponsors pay for. 
They pay to be in the race. Hundred percent. Car stickers off. What the fuck? Um, bits and other bits of car that so they can lose some weight. Hey, well, well, while they're at it, they must make sure that uh, everyone's got manscaping on the go as well. Really cut that weight down. Anything to help? Anything to help that budget? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Mike, did you see that? Um, like massive cog being bounced around the track. Yes, yeah. I said they said it came off the track, like uh, from one of the corners. What was that from? I was thinking that it's got to be like a wheel nut or something, but it was proper yeah. proper metal because as it bounced, it was sparking all over the place. Well, um, F one, well Sky Sports F one expert of everything, Paul Deresta said with pure confidence that it was something from the track that blew up, blew off. Yeah, because tarmac is renowned for round shaped shiny metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. You know what Paul DeResta says is what is what happens. So then, uh, so yeah, Albert, Alex Album train in at eleven, and then uh, we had a stroll uh, in at number ten. Um, I'll leave it at stroll actually and let you do finish the top ten. Yeah, uh, so good point for a stroll. You know, probably his, his first only point he'll score all year. Ninth, ninth, Kevin Magnuson. I mean, he looked like he had a solid race, but ninth doesn't reflect, I don't think, how well he looked. Uh, yeah. He was he was racy all race, but uh, cars were just faster than him, I think. Yeah, he, he did what he could, I thought. Eight, Vettel. Aston Martin, duck scoring points. Both drivers in the points. That's a good weekend for them. Yeah, I think that takes them above... That takes them from rock bottom to uh, ninth in the constructors. Yeah, probably above, above Mercedes. Uh no, I think they're above the budget cap. And then Yuki in seventh. Great, great race weekend from Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. That's probably the best I've seen him. Yeah, same. Really, really impressive. He was holding Hamilton up quite part of the race. He was just solid, just overtaking fighties. I mean, he finished to get ahead of Magnuson. I, I wouldn't have. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't have bet that at the start of the race. I wouldn't. Have, no. I would have put Magnuson ahead of uh, him for sure. And then, surprisingly, Charles Leclerc in sixth. Sorry, who? Charles Leclerc. Charge. 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 Charles. In, charge into the wall. <laughs> Charles in charge. Charles in charge. Of our days and our nights. Yeah, well, Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc in sixth, and obviously that was all from him pushing and pushing to get Perez, and then he spins it. I mean, that's what I've got in my notes: push, pushing too hard. Um, he's renowned for that. Yeah, uh, like I'll, a few things I will say about Charles Leclerc is one of the start. He lost out at the start to Lando Norris, and actually, everyone that was on on that side of the grid smashed the start. Well, they say a of the left-hand side is far better for grip but off the could, grid than the right-hand yeah, side. Because it was wet, it was the other way around, no? No. Was it the other way around for the sprint race? All I'm saying is, and luckily Whatever side Verstappen started the Grand Prix on was the, the better grip side, because that's what uh, Horner was saying. That's why he got a better start. Yeah, well, they got a fantastic. All the cars you can see it on the start overtake everybody on the other side, like everyone, yeah. and some of them nearly like start running into each other because they just have so nowhere to go. 
Yeah, it so it could, have been the, it could have been the right-hand side or left-hand side, so ah, anybody remembers. You're, you know what? You're right, because I'm thinking about the helicopter view, and it, uh, from the helicopter view, it's on the right, because you were looking at the cars at the start, yes. but you're talking yeah. about the driver's point of view. Yes. Which I thought would be the normal point of view that we that we would talk about. Yeah. yeah. Are, we are we just going to discuss everything from the helicopter view? <laughs> of, of, of the elephant the, the elephant view. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll take but, that. But I think but the Claire definitely needs to get rid of them kind of mistakes. He shouldn't have been like why did he push so hard? He should have went, okay, I'll finish third. That's yeah, still a good that's still a good lot of points. Yeah, he's championship leader. I should. Uh, I mean, that's what makes it. That's what makes a uh, championship winner is a guy that knows when to fight and when to not. But he's made those mistakes, and I've seen this before many times before in Monaco. Do you remember? He keeps trying so hard at Monaco because he's from Monaco that he always has a bad race there. Like yeah, like was it in qualifying? Remember he got pulled last year simply because he bent it into the wall. Yeah. After he'd already set as fast as that. He does it all the time. Um, that's his biggest downfall. So let's see yeah. how that uh, t- how that turns out. Actually, that might happen a few more times this season. I think, yeah, especially with Max. Keep, definitely be something to keep an eye on. Like so. Um, and then Bottas. What a race! What a race! But he's just flying, isn't he? He's just flying. Loves it. Loves finishing ahead out Hamilton. <laughs> loves loves saying goodbye to his old teammate. Loves just solid. Uh, a race he got in where he overtook where he needed to overtake got involved in the right battles and uh, managed to hold on and obviously with Leclerc been in it solid really solid yeah and um, I, I've, I've guessed every time he finishes a race head of Hamlet, he's just like ah to whom it may concern Mercedes to whom it may concern <laughs> yeah. oh, I'd love it if he does some radio message about that <laughs> but I think they left on good terms anyway I think it was really amicable. In fourth place with another tremendous drive, George Russell. Yeah, I mean, clearly the car works really well in traffic. Yeah, clearly um, George Russell's better than seven-time world champion in the car. But he overtook at the right time, got ahead yeah. of the right people. Um, yeah, then it was a lonely race, actually, for him. Yeah, um, only driver in 2022 to finish in top five in every race. That is really interesting. But that's because the Red Bulls DNF to like yeah until now. Yeah. But that's still. a really interesting stat, yeah. Interesting. Uh and then for me, driver of the day, Lando Norris. Phenomenal. Yeah, I thought he what, did amazing. What, what a drive. Nope, that was it. Just said amazing. He was a great drive, yeah. I mean he had a great start. He, he jumped Perez at the start. Just solid. That's exactly the race Ricardo needed as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you hear the really random radio message that Lana Norris received? I did. I loved it as well. Uh, zero to zero, uh, class zero to one rain. That is oh. what Norris's engineer said to him. <laughs> no, I didn't hear this one. I heard the yeah. one about um, happy birthday one. I heard the happy birthday yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Ted asked the engineer, "What does class zero to one rain mean?" And the engineer just looked and laughed and went, "Well, Lana knows what it means," and just walked off. 
Are you watched Ted's, note- Ted's Notebook? Caught just I caught very like last bit of it. I, because of the way I watch it, um, when I'm not home, I, I I I can't get Ted's Notebook at all. So I don't have nothing from Ted or interviews. I've got nothing. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, Perez, second place, exactly where he needed to be. Solid, yeah. For me, if I you would if you don't give the race if you don't give driver of the day to Lando or Max, he would be one of mine. Like just mm. he when he needed to, he overtook the right people. Do you know what I mean? He really he re overtook Lando. He re overtook Leclerc. They were Red Bull are just phenomenal when it comes to their stops. They are faultless. They had fat, all the last seasons where Mercedes were the dominant champions, dominant champions. Every time Red Bull smashed them out the park when it comes to pit stops, the Red Bull are the team to beat when it comes to pit stops, and they were just on class form. They had it, they had it covered. Who was fastest pit stop this race? I think it might have been one of the McLarens, like 2.2 seconds or something. It was ridiculously fast. It obviously wasn't Ricardo because he changed everything, didn't he? So it must have been Lando. 2.2 seconds, it was ridiculous. I think it's an average time. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Low two seconds, it seems to be the average for them all. Yeah, one eight, one eight is good. I think the fastest I've seen is one eight. I think at Red Bull, isn't it? Last year was one eight, wasn't it? They got one. They set the world record, didn't they? Last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, do you know what? It used to be the the fastest team used to be Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. How, well, they're, they're too busy. I don't think they get the practice on the pit stops now because the cars just keep blown up. Yeah, so get a chance to up, so. <laughs> yeah, they didn't practice them enough. Yeah, the but, picker I mean, is sitting there. Just the, the picker is sitting there going, "Oh well, it looks like we're not training today. Oh, that car's on fire again." And then, obviously, number one, possibly the most dominant drive I've seen from him, Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, Grand Slam fastest. Uh, wait, he just smashed the whole weekend, didn't he? Obviously, we've explained Grand Slam in previous podcasts, but. Um, Fantastic! He looked like a champion's drive. Like when he, even when he yeah. had shit not go his way, he pulled it out. So, yeah, he was he was on a different level for stopping this weekend. Like he was so like lapping Lewis Hamilton, it was embarrassing. But being that far ahead of, like being forty three seconds ahead at one point, even though it was pit stops, and then finishing comfortably 16, 17 seconds ahead. Like he just, it just seemed he had it all in control. It didn't want to stick under pressure. It, it just seemed very easy, didn't it, for, for Max? Like, literally everything went for him. But that's the that's a champion win from, like, drive from him. You know, Max points. Literally couldn't have scored any more points this weekend. So, who do you think had the fastest pit stop at uh, at Emilia Romagna GP? Um, I think it was one of the McLarens. So, I'm going to go with Norris. I'm going to go with Sergio Perez. I had a feeling that he read Yeah. What was the time on it? DHL's fastest pit stop award for 2022, Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. It is definitely uh, Sergio Perez. You know what? Uh, Dougie's right. It is a McLaren. Is it Daniel Ricciardo? No, it's not Daniel Ricciardo. Dougie's right. It's Lando Norris. So in at three is Max Verstappen. Um, do you want to have a rough guess at the Red Bull pit stop for Max Verstappen? 2.7. Oh, it's a bit slow. Yeah, it's slow. 2.1. 2.34. Then in its second is Sergi Perez. So like 2. we 1. like we said, the Red Bulls. 
2.29 on lap 50. And, and then, then this um, one. We already know who it is. At 9.5. It <laughs> yeah, stopped dead on the track. I thought his was dead on 2.2. 2.27. Uh, the other Daniel Ricciardo was 2.4. Uh, he was in at four. Ferrari, 2.48. In at five. Aston Martin, 2.52. Sebastian Vettel. Alpha Tari, 2.78. Pierre Gasly. Williams, 2.85. Alex Albon. Williams again in at nine. 2.89. Nicholas Latifi. And Sonoda in at 10 with a 3.17. That means all of Mercedes were outside the top 10 in pit stops. But Mercedes have never been class of pit stops. No, they haven't. There's only one one time I remember where they double stacked Hamilton and Bottas, and they absolutely nailed it. Oh, I think that might have been at Russia, maybe was it when they when they brought them both in, and Bottas was like, "You better not make me lose time," and they absolutely nailed it. It's the only time I remember them being any good at pit stops. Here's another interesting stat for you: for the season so far, round four. Fastest pit stops. Who do you think has the most? For last season? This season so far. He is the quickest. I'm going to say McLaren. And Ryan? Red Bull. Uh, Dougie, you're right. McLaren. McLaren got the fastest pit stop in the three races so far. All of them except Australia. And Red Bull got the Australian fastest pit stop. So mm. McLaren have had three this season fastest pit stops. Yeah. Interesting because um, McLaren have finished 50 plus seconds behind the race winner in every race this season. That's interesting stat. Um, the race did for the standings. So obviously Red Bull have now popped up into second in the constructors. Only, only 11 points behind Ferrari. So I guess it's time for Carlos Sainz to pull his finger out. Yeah, um, Williams to- last. Williams last now since Aston Martin scored double points and uh, obviously Charles Leclerc still leading the way but we're stopping second and Perez third in the championship well guys that was a class first wet race um, not what I wanted but hey you don't always get what yeah. you want yeah but first I... race and it was the least favourite race of my season so far where would you where would you rank it in the in the top Drank it fourth. Well, it's nearly on, the, nearly on the podium. Dead last. Well, guys, I'm definitely looking forward to the next race, though. We're in where, Dougie? I don't know. We're in Miami. I'm definitely Miami, looking forward yeah. to Oh, my God. Miami. All right, guys. Definitely looking forward to the next race. We're going to be racing in Miami for the first time. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be in a week's time, on the starting on the 6th. So please get ready to watch. What's your thoughts? Right, dead excited about Miami. Can't wait. Next week on the sixth, it's going to be daytime race. Never oh, seen the. Ch- I just want us to talk a little bit so we can close it. Oh right, yeah, uh, well yeah, Miami next. Obviously, we have a free week this week, so we'll be um, doing our third bonus podcast of the year. As soon as we have no race this weekend, nobody has any anything that we that they think that we should talk about. I'm not sure you know how calendars work, but... Uh, but because there's no right. race this weekend? You're right. So I don't know if I know how calendars work. <laughs> I do know. 
but I do know there's there's no race this weekend. So we're going to have a yes. we're going to have a free free weekend for another bonus episode. Yeah, can't wait. So, <laughs> Dom, t- tell me, tell me, tell me how the calendars work. Well, what happens is, you know how the Earth goes around the sun. Yes, that is all I know. Basically, <laughs> there's a button on my uh, <laughs> there's a button on my PC that tells me what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'll be looking forward to Miami in two weeks' time. I thought it was next week. I don't know why I thought it was next week. I, you know why I thought it was next week? Because we're doing this podcast at three o'clock in the morning in my time. Yes. Um, so yes, obviously this podcast is out a wee bit later than it usually is. Um, that's no fault of anyone's apart from Dom, who was in New Yorker. Yeah, I sort of went and had a little holiday to get over my meeting of all and meeting yeah. you. But uh, yeah, it's my bad. It's a little bit late this, this week, guys, and I do apologise. We were trying to get them out as early as possible, but just trying to line our, uh, our um, itineraries up together has been a little bit difficult in schedules. But uh, we we're line our calendars together. Yes. Yeah. Because apparently only one of us know how calendars work. <laughs> but we will be having a bonus episode this week because there's no race. So anything you think that we should talk about or any news that you've heard that maybe we haven't, please email in at f1purplerain at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram at f1purplerain. Yeah. yeah. Well, that all being said, guys, uh, Dougie, do you want to take us out? No. <laughs> With that, and thank you, and thank you for listening. (laughs) Cheers for listening, guys and girls, and everyone else. Or just at least get someone to follow on the Spotify account. We would appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We see you on the other side. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplerain.